Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Had an interesting thing happen yesterday, and I figured, uh, why keep that nugget to myself when I can go ahead and uh, discuss it with you? Yes? Okay, thank you so much. So, been noticing lately honing in on this whole personality development thing that's going on with inside of me that introvert seems to be I guess the season or the destination I'm headed to never would have told you or thought that uh, a couple of years ago I would have been the introvert thereof but I think what happens is our personalities change I don't think the core values change. I think our outfits change. And when you start to see that you are evolving and changing in certain areas, it is your due, is your responsibility to do the due diligence to make sure that you are catering to those changes in your life. So when you see that you can't wear your high school clothes no more, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, just All right. So we'll get off of weight. I understand that's a sensitive topic, and, I, and I'm going to respect that. So when you see that you're, you have outgrown your circle of friends, when you see that you have hit the ceiling at a particular job, when you see that the career path that you're on no longer satisfies you, when you see that you start to have other interests and your everything in your mechanics is saying, hey, I would like to take up another hobby. I would like to go ahead and start this side hustle. You know what? I'm really all of a sudden starting to feel like I like to fill in the blank. It should not take retirement or a global shutdown of sorts for you to be in tune with the changes that are happening to you. You didn't notice that when you chew on that side of your mouth, there is pain. Hmm, maybe you need to go see someone possibly you didn't notice that that limp is starting to get a little limpier when you're walking you didn't notice that there's a silver glitter strand somewhere in your scalp hmm? I don't know if that's wisdom as the bible says it's a crown but it may be uh your job inflicting some things on you you see what I'm saying and so I feel like if all of these other changes are pretty much automatic Right. Because I looked up some stuff and it was like, listen, after 10 years, your taste buds change. Like, have you realized that the things you didn't like before, whether physical, emotional, whatever, is starting to pique your interest now? Like for me before, you can't get me to eat a green pepper, um, guacamole. Like, yeah, put all that to the side. Just give me the basics. I don't want all that. But now I feel like it goes on everything, right? Give me a little bit extra of that on my salad. Give me, And it's like, ma'am, who are you? And it's like, it's who I'm becoming. It is who I'm evolving to. And when you understand who you are evolving to, it is your responsibility to study that new person, to understand that new person, to get a scope where you know how to live life as this new, new person. I know myself to the T. I'm not even going to hold you. If it's nothing that I know for sure, I know me. I don't know uh, where I'm going, how I'm going. I have an idea. You know, I pretty much write my plans in pencil and I give God the red pen. He can do what he wants. But I'm very clear when something is altered or 
just shifting in me. I'm very in tune with what happened. How come you're feeling this hurt? You feel some kind of way. What's going on there? You don't like that no more. You used to love that when you were younger. Like, yeah, it's just not it. My sense of comedy and what would entertain me has changed. E all the above. So yesterday, I kind of hit one of my ceilings while I was like, okay, so we need to put this into words because this is becoming a repeated offense. And so we need to do something. And uh, the grandbaby who caused it is my daughter. Okay. And we're not going to talk too bad about her because she is somebody's grandbaby, but then she's also my baby. So yeah, I found that over a cost of mm, our downtime that I am repeating the same phrase. I am continuously saying, and I quote, leave me alone. Yeah, I'm, yeah listen, I ain't trying to be paranoid of you. <laughs> okay, that's not what we're here for, and this is a judgment-free conversation, so I need you to go ahead and, and stay in the conversation with me. Um, judgment-free, okay? Yeah, it's either that statement or it's, hey, give me a couple of minutes, give me some time. Something alluding to you go all the way over there until I say stop. <laughs> you know, a little bit of Simon Says spiritually, if you will. And I noticed that, the more that I say it is either not being taken seriously because I'm a very playful person when I'm in the mood uh, or is being taken as, oh, you mean for five minutes? I'll be right back. <laughs> no, Quavo, I don't want you to run that back. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to do. And so I had to call her into my room and say, hey, I just want to explain something to you. I do a lot, Right. And, I, and the, all that I do and the responsibilities and the assignments that God gave to me, what I try not to do is complain. But I truly need you to understand why I'm saying the things that I'm saying to you or why I'm trying to create this distance. So I pretty much asked, would you be okay with me walking out the house with my cell phone battery being 15%? She was like, mm-mm. I was like, why not? She's like, because it's not going to last you on day. Then I won't be able to contact you. And she went through all the, you know, preliminary things. I was like, yep, that's you nail in the head. Good job for that grandbaby. Uh, you did well with that answer. And so I told her, I said, so cell phone batteries need to what? She was like, charge. I said, right. Do you know that people also need to charge and recharge and then keep doing that repeat cycle? And so she kind of looked like, hmm. Where are you going with this? But I'm intrigued. And I was like, stay tuned because I'm going to make it a conversation when I'm done with you. Uh, so, and I went through every member of the house. What does your brother need? She was like, well, he needs to be outside. I was like, mm-hmm, true extrovert, like textbook extrovert. Rather stay outside, listen to music in a car, zone out. Like it just has to be, if it's outside, meet him there, okay? Not to fight, to have fun. And that's his idea of it. Uh, what is, and I went through husband, what does he need? And I said, you know, what you need is you need a lot of physical touch. You like to talk. You like to be around someone. You want to touch their hands. You want to, it's just not regular for you. You like that. That makes you feel closer to a person and that makes you feel happy and that makes you feel E all the above. But with me, I need, uh, moments of solitude I need quietness and 
all the things that I have to do, mothering you, making sure your laundry is done, making sure that you guys are eating, making sure that I'm in tune with my husband, making sure that I'm a good steward over my children, making sure that I'm a good steward when I go to work. Because the Bible says in Colossians 3.23 that you should be working as, as though you're working unto the Lord and not unto man, to making sure that my spiritual life is intact, to make sure that I have some social life, to also make sure that I'm in tune with uh, my physical well-being and making sure that I'm getting the doctor appointments and vitamins and eating the things that I know I should be eating. I'm on this road now that I can tell when I can't have something because then we have a little bit of, you know, a little blockage in the name of Jesus and we got to go ahead and get some prunes. And so I'm working on that. And so there's a lot of things that I do that require a lot of me. And the only way that I will be able to perform to the optimum level of that is with a fully charged battery. I don't want to mother you on a 15% battery. Because then that means from that 15% battery, my, my assignments and the things that God has given me to be a good steward over, they don't decrease. I just now have to split that 15% among my assignments. And when I said it that way, I didn't just feel better. Because I was like, ooh, that was good. <laughs> Shouts out to the Holy Spirit for giving me the words because I didn't want her to cry about it. You know, just have a nice day. But it also kind of did a light bulb, like, oh. I said, so it's nothing personal. Because I could see it kind of like, you know what? Oh, so you're not saying go away because you don't like me? No. Oh, you're not saying go away because you're saying just give me a couple of minutes, literally. Like, you just need five to ten. No, I need multiple. Uh, yeah, I need you to leave me alone. It, it's what's happening and what I'm trying to say. And so I felt like if I could at least... Make people aware, starting even with myself and my daughter, that it is dangerous to navigate this blue and green muddy earth with an uncharged battery. And the disheartening part is that we won't leave our phones at a low battery and go out in the world just you know, without any other additional chargers. We have all this reinforcements for our electronics, but we have nothing when it comes to our bodies and what we're evolving to. You got an extra charger in whatever said location, whether it be car or if it's at work or glove compartment, however you want to do that. It's in certain females' bags. Uh, certain dudes know to act such and such. Let me hold your charger real quick. Like, it is a known thing. You do not leave the house with a certain percentage. Also, you need to be checking to make sure that your battery is where it needs to be for full operation thereof, or you need to go ahead and charge. Like, if you just the person that just, you just live on the edge and you like, bro, 5%, I don't care, that's just because um a uh weirdo and selfish at the same time but also b you're not a phone person and so you feel like anybody who needs to contact me like it's okay <laughs> i'm only one of the two places i'm at work or my home leave me alone i don't understand and that, and again those aliens i don't want to be taken to their leader so we're not even going to discuss them but it makes me feel some kind of way that we are more in tune with electronics that has battery life, but we're not more in tune to the operating systems of ourselves. That the fact that maybe you are that grumpy because when's the last time that you recharge yourself? And the tricky part about it is that some of it is basic. Some, some of it is like, listen, when the last time you drank some water, when the last time you went to sleep, when the last time you did A, B, and C. But some of it is very customized to you. Sitting in a room in silence, with some sunshine is maybe not your thing. 
Maybe you're like, no, I need to hit the block. I need to go ahead and walk around. I need to do, okay, so you need some cardio to feel better. Okay, so then that's your thing. Others is like, I just need to go hang out and chill with my friends like a good two. Okay, so then that's your need. But the danger is not knowing what you need. Not knowing that the symptoms that are coming up and fuzzling to the surface as uh, some type of attitude problem or some type of physical ailment that you are not identifying that there is a deeper rooted issue that needs your attention. Yeah, acne is just not something you get from a pillow, okay? It is something that you have digested and now the body is going ahead and breaking it down and it is not sitting well with you it is an excess of too much or you ate something that doesn't agree with you so I need you to go ahead and pay attention to when did you eat that then caused this pimple to erode on your face two to three days later like I need you to be that in tune with yourself and so whenever there is you already know how I am whenever there is a physical aha I have to trace it back to the bible I just have to because there's no other way. And so I needed to find someone that was operating on low battery but either was not in tune because they were doing a whole bunch of what needed to be done somewhere else or they just did not realize that's what I needed. And the Holy Spirit immediately was like, I'm so glad you said that. I want you to go ahead and go to the prophet Elijah. And I was like, buddy, that was killing people left and right. And he was like, right. Need you to go ahead and go with him real quick. And I was like, cool, let's go ahead and do it. You said First Kings 19? Sure. You know I read in the NLT version, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's start from, let's just hit it from the top. Verse 1, okay? So this is when Elijah is fleeing to Sinai. So verse 1. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. <laughs> Shouts out to a real gangster. Two. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. No. Three. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Four. Then he went alone into the wilderness traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Five. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. Six. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank. And lay down again. Seven. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. Eight. So he got up and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. Nine. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. <sighs> Selah. Here's my thing. First of all, shouts out to uh, the Holy Spirit for getting me here because <laughs> without you, I wouldn't have been able to pinpoint that. So shouts out to you. But also, isn't it a shame that 
we don't know when we are low batteried. Like Elijah was out here doing them some phenomenal things. He was repping for the Lord. Like if you looked in the prior chapter, First uh, Kings 18, like Buddy killed literally 450 prophets of Baal. Like he wasn't playing any of them games. He was out here in these streets. You understand? Know he was hitting the pavement for, for G.O.D. and all things kingdom. And he was doing what he had to do. And he's going and he's going. And then he gets a little bit triggered by the fact that a woman who had a little bit of clout was like, Buddy, guess what? Because of what you did to them prophets in Baal, I'm going to do exactly what you did. So she pretty much sent out, you know, old school text like yeah it's on site and he was like on site what and because she has some clout because you know she wasn't just one that was speaking like she was a little bit of a suge knight in the spiritual realm on, on that side of life he was like you know what <laughs> i can't play like it put him in such fear that it, he actually went to a town and but the fear made him leave his servant there you ever been rushing out the house trying to get something or trying to get you away? And by the time you get in the car, by the time you get into whatever your means of transportation is, you're like, oh, my gosh, I left my phone. I left my person. I left my key. You left something of importance because something about being in a rush state makes you leave something that is important that you know you may need. But right now you're not focused on that. You just know, oh, my goodness, my appointment was at this time. or Oh, my goodness, I'm supposed to be somewhere. And that rush type of air makes you kind of air in some areas. You see what I'm saying? And so when you look at it and you like, it made you leave your servant there. Like, yeah, if you read the sentence or two before that, it says because he was afraid and he fled for his life. So we already know fear is that flight or fight situation. It's like, huh, and, you, and your body doesn't really know the difference. It just knows a rush state has to happen at this point. Whether we getting out for safety or we got to go get somewhere on time, we just our body just is going to do something. So you err in that when you're in that vein. But then to go ahead and have it where he is so low battery that the only resolve is, let me just pray, and uh, he wanted to ask God, listen, let him die under that solitary broom tree. And God was like, okay, because sometimes when you are operating on a low battery, you don't know no way out but to go ahead and give a permanent out. And that is why a lot of people who are going ahead and having these mental torments, these emotional torments that deal with mental health, and that's why mental health is so important, that sometimes a person can be so boggled down with fear and all the things that may happen or what somebody may do or what's going, what possibly could occur in their life. Sometimes the go-to, even in biblical terms, is take their life completely. And so that just shows that if someone is feeling that way, like, is it something that is over time? If it's, and cause what we, we never read anything about up until this point, Elijah never showed any signs of, I can't take no more. He's just been running, 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 got this particular piece of bad news from Jezebel. And then now it's like, you know what? I can't take no more. No, it didn't just start with the messes with Jezebel. What happened prior to that, that you were being weighed down, but you didn't give it any weight? What happened that all of a sudden you think something's happening all of a sudden, but you didn't really pay attention to those sudden moments prior to that? And so just reading this was like, hmm, wait a minute. But I love the fact that 
even though it had a little bit of a complaint to it, that at least he cast his care and literally had the conversation with God. And it was true and it was authentic. He didn't start it off with, oh, Father God, who is mighty in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Lord. Yes, come in. It wasn't any of that. The sentence starts off with, I have had enough, Lord. Okay? That's what it says in verse 4. I have had enough, Lord. That alone to me opens the door to realness. Stop going to God with the, you know, God, if it's in your will, I would like for you. No, sometimes you need to be like, can I say something? You gave me these kids, but real talk, like I'm done. <laughs> okay, I can go ahead and tell you, uh, you're going to have to give me an extra dose of some grace. Because at this point, I think I'm a little bit over it, sir. Listen, that particular spouse you gave me, listen, this job that I once prayed for and was happy about, listen, at this point, this family member, you getting ready to get the be on the block party list. I'm getting ready to go on my cell phone, press that B-L-O-C-K, uh, and you getting ready to be blocked with the rest of your friends that you don't know is on there, okay, great. I'm getting ready to make my block list a kingdom scroll because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more done than usual, sir, okay, great. Like, keep it 100. Why out of all the people who can actually fix something, you want to be camouflaged for God? Why? In the spirit. For who? For what? No, I'm not. <laughs> and, and no, you won't, okay? But he kept it a book. It was like, sir, I had enough. Sir, sir, had enough. I'm trying to tell you now. When, take, take his life. He, he is no better than his ancestors. And God was like, look at the baby. Look at the baby. It's like looking at the little kids. <laughs> and they rubbing their eyes and you like mm -hmm. ain't nothing wrong with you you tired because i don't fed you your pamper is clean okay great you're sleepy and one of two things i'm either going to be able to soothe you to sleep or you're going to cry yourself to sleep but you you're not going to be able to inevitably get away from this fact that you need sleep so what happened verse five he then lays down under <laughs> and slept under a broom tree but God is so in tune with you, even when you're not, that he knew sleep alone wasn't going to do it. That God knows that he has to give you for what you need in a moment, but he also needs to give you to prepare you for the journey ahead of you. It's amazing to me that it was like, okay, sir, let me send down an angel real quick and tell you to eat. But he got up, he ate, he drank, and then he laid back down. Okay. Um, even in that, he said to get up and eat. But God doesn't just give you enough. He's never been just enough. He's never been a just enough God. I don't know. Look at your Bible. You can't tell me anywhere was just enough. When Jesus went ahead and had the two fish and the five loaves, they had all that they wanted to eat and 12 more baskets full of leftovers. When it was time to rain manna, God was like, here, I'm going to go ahead and give you some double-edge on Friday because on Saturday because you're going to need this for Sunday. And it was like, listen, everyone ate to as much as they needed. So the picky eaters got their, their portion, and the ones who can go ahead and have a buffet style of manna, they got what they needed. It's never going to be a just enough. Enough. That's why he says, I want to bless you exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ever ask or think. It's never going to be just enough. So if you think that you're going to just ask God, bring a problem to God, and think he's going to give you the solution for just that, then you don't know God. And it's okay, because that's why we got our Bible, so that we can learn him and together and be closer to, oh, that's how he gets down. Absolutely. He told this man to get up and eat. But when he got up and looked beside him, he saw baked bread and a jar of water. He didn't have to tell him, get up, eat, and drink. It was, listen, I need you to go ahead and consume the things that your body needs at this moment. And so then he goes back to sleep. 
And the angel had to do it again. No, bro, I need you to get up and eat some more or the journey ahead of you will be too much. How is it that the fuel that he needed, the Bible says that it lasted him and strengthened him for 40 days and 40 nights? You mean to tell me that one little piece of obedience, that one little transaction of God, I'm going to keep it real with you and tell you that it's too much for me. He's like, cool, in your realness, I can go ahead and operate in some truth and I can tell you and I can give you what you need. God could have had it where, you know what, buddy, just go ahead and eat that or get you some sleep, you'll be okay. That wasn't enough. Won't you just go ahead and take this particular, you know, the bread and the water so you can be okay for here. God was like, "Mm mm-mm, because God can see spiritually what we need to be in tune in. He knew that that wasn't enough for the journey, so the battery wasn't full charged you need to get up and do this again because where you're going I need you to be charged I need you to be fully charged and why Elijah wasn't in tune with himself to that degree we can make up a couple of things he was out here in these kingdom streets okay he was beating the pavement with his uh sandals making sure that nobody was making a mockery of the kingdom the prophets of Baal you finna feel Jesus like this is what's getting ready to go down and so he's out here doing a good thing but if you're not taking good care of yourself it would never feel like it's a God thing there is something very 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 important to caring for yourself when you are caring for the things God has given you the kingdom needs you. The thing that, things that God has assigned to you needs you. But more than ever, you need a charged, fully charged battery. There is nowhere on this earth that you can continue to use something and not have it where, okay, but we need another round of what sustains us. Yeah, you can't use your laptop and leave your battery home for a week. Huh? It's not going to happen. You can't drive your car for a set amount of time without refilling it with what? Gas. You can't use your fill in the blank. However you want it, you want to go electronic, you want to go nature. Okay. You can't use a, uh, for the farmers, you know, in the spirit. You can't get milk from cows, okay, if it's not healthy, if it's not eating the grass, if it's not. There's certain prerequisites that are needed to produce the thing that you are aiming for. But before it can ever get to the finished touch, whether it's milk on in somebody's refrigerator, whether it's the assignment that was due and you could press submit now on your laptop, whether it's going to your job now and now you can go ahead and park the car, but you have just enough gas to get back, whatever it is, you need to be in tune with where am I at in this process? So from time to time, you need to look at the battery mode on your computer. You need to look at the gas gauge in your car. You need to, so there's certain things that you need to have an eye to you know, periodically of what is needed for me to continue to sustain this. And so if we can do that outwardly, then we definitely need to start doing that inwardly. And don't feel some kind of way because your needs have changed. Don't feel some kind of way that all of a sudden it's like, man, I really used to love to hang out with fill in the blank. But now I'm just like, I really like being home. I really like. And so we can't start to feel some type of way about our new needs when we haven't realized, listen, you have new responsibilities. You didn't have this particular responsibility 10 to 15 years ago. 
So as things are adding on to you, then there are things that you're going to have to sustain that are probably new to you. Maybe you weren't the person that's like, listen, if I don't hit the treadmill or if I don't just zone out real quick to this music, there's just certain things that it's like, and you know what? As long as it's, it's within good moral and of good, and it keeps sustains a good character, do not shun what you need. And no other time that I see that Elijah needed to sleep, he needed to eat, he needed, you know, that he, that was something that he needed to not have suicidal ide- ideations, right? But nowhere in the Bible did you read also that nobody else was repping for God the way that he was. Elijah was heavy in the prophet streets. Like, needs you to read about Buddy. He wasn't about that game. He was, he was a heavy hitter when it came to representing for the kingdom. But, but as those things are added on to you, you're going to need some new things. Yeah, I don't want you to think that that relationship in your life is breaking down all of a sudden. Maybe it's just a deprivation of your love language and your love tank is empty. Have you taken a new love language quiz even to see if the order of your love languages have changed? Are you starting to not realize the fact that, yeah, these symptoms is not you being moody. It's probably that you haven't had a physical uh, for a real long time for, with a doctor. And so you don't even know if your chemistry, your your body, your physical workings of you is even on a normal basis. Have you even checked in with that? Now, huh, I feel pretty much the same. Do you know that a person can be so sick or so abnormal for so long that that is their norm? That to walk like that, to feel like that, to not sleep like that, to whatever the case may be, that you can be so abnormal for so long that it is your norm? I'm going to go ahead and give you a story real quick. Once upon a time, I had an issue with thyroid. Um, I had, what was it? No, I didn't have. They said that I was, uh, I don't even know how to do it without claiming it because I'm real careful about my words. It's not an affirmation. At one point, the doctors had said, listen, said person has Graves' disease, which was a hyperactivity of the thyroid. And there was all kind of medicines that was given to me, procedures that were done that were non-invasive. There was all kind of things that were done. And the moment that God healed me, because mm, I was pleading the blood, it, uh, 12 years, 13 years of that. And I was like, listen, God had enough, okay? I almost had, now that I can hear myself say it out loud, it was an Elijah experience. I am done. These people talking about they want to cut something out of me that you put in me. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know what happened, but I don't want to take take a pill to to normalize something. And I also don't want to, once they take this out, have to take a pill for the rest of my life. Now, listen, for anyone who's doing that, God bless America. You know, he he's doing a goodwill in your life. God does heal through medicine, okay? But for my heart's desires, I did not want that. And I was very adamant about what do I need to do? Do I need to change my, my eating habits? Like, what is it? And when I finally got to the end of my rope, like the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, I finally was like, God, however you want to do it. And they gave me this procedure where I had to take an iodine or some type of pill that would have went ahead and radioactively shrunk the thyroid. It was supposed to shrink it to non-existence and I would have to take something to be in place of a th- the thyroid. But the thyroid was so enlarged that when I took that pill, it didn't shrink it all the way. So they were like, mm, 
Okay, let's run that back, Quavo. Let's do it again. So they went ahead and gave me another. I was like, bro, you want me radioactive for how long? Because it was a real deal. Couldn't be around my children. Couldn't be around a microwave. Okay, great. Uh, Couldn't eat utensils and share it. So everything had to be plastic. I had to stay in a room. Like, it was really like, listen, you got me feeling like an alien in these streets. Like, don't be around pregnant people. Don't be around. It was like the shutdown before the shutdown actually happened because it was years prior, right? And so I'm like, okay. And so fast forward, when I finally received my healing on this side of earth, and when I finally was like, oh, my goodness, all those pills, all it actually did what was supposed to shrink it to non-existence, it shrunk it to a normal level, to a normal size. Like God used the medicine that they were trying to destroy to actually make it where it boosted me and, and got me to the level of normalcy. So nobody can't tell me nothing about God. But I tell you all that to say once I was on the normal side of it I felt weird and I remember going to the doctor and I'm like can you tell can you give me a blood test to kind of like see because this is like I feel like different and I just couldn't describe the different and after about two to three running of blood work back to back within a month he was like can I say something you've had this issue for about 12 13 years now you have to give your body enough time to adjust to being normal and that was mind blown. And so that's the question that I'm going to pose to you on this. Not your challenge, your question. Has something been so out of whack in your life for so long that you can't tell that you are just functioning? You've been functioning abnormally for so long that a little bit of normalcy is a little bit like it's weird, it's foreign, it's off to you. Isn't that like what? people who are so used to having unhealthy relationships, something then deems you deem it too good to be true. Or you get to a certain job that you wanted to land and you like, ah. and so you silently start looking for some stuff. You're like, this is just weird to me. But you can't describe why something is weird. You can't describe why that relationship is weird. It's just a little off. Maybe it's because you need to go ahead and adjust. And again, I was not planning to talk to you about this. But maybe that's God's word for you. What do you need to pay more attention to? And what feels off that you may be calling off, but it actually is normal? You see what I'm saying? This whole entire journey of life is evolving into the person that God wants to perfect in you. And in order to successfully do that, you have to be in tune with you, even if you're changing into an, a different form of you. I don't want us walking around this earth not knowing that we're overwhelmed. We are overworked. We need a day off. We need to go take lunch consistently. We need to drink more water. Whatever it is that will be sustaining to us, I don't want us to get to the end of our ropes and have this permanent like decision of, I don't want to do this no more. You don't want to be in that relationship no more. You don't want to be at that job anymore. You don't want to be, and you just cut off and you make this really, really severed decision, not even knowing all you needed to do was just sustain what was empty in you. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't walk away from that relationship and you don't realize, wait a minute, honestly, I don't even think that they knew my love language. I don't even think I, I, I took a love language quiz to see if my love languages have changed. I just been so used to complaining that I didn't realize, oh my gosh, let, let me update you on me. 
And can I just say this? True love is as you're growing that you reintroduce yourself to people. Hi, my name is. Be Eminem in the spirit. My likes have changed. My dislikes have changed. This has changed. Because the one fatality to any relationship is you have changed. You have grown. And I had no idea. You mean to tell me your phone is updating? The only reason why I know that my iPhone needs to update is because they send me a notification. Listen, you need to go ahead and update. It's going to update while you sleep. So make sure you got a full battery, okay? And they tell me all these different things I need to do in order to make sure that we are on the most updated form of the iOS platform. What are you doing in your relationships that you're doing that? Or are you just assuming that somebody should just keep doing what they've been doing? And when it's not hitting it, you're like, I don't know, maybe we're just growing apart. Really? Or maybe you just didn't grow together. Hmm? So I'm I'm getting in somebody's business, and listen, that's between you and the Lord. And listen, I knew, I saw you starting to look away, and that was not my intention because I, I wanted to come on here and spill my beans, but God was like, and, and while you add it, add their rice. I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's between you and the Lord. I ain't going to hold you. That's between you and the Lord. The whole entire premise of this conversation was low battery, however that may look like. And the one thing that always pulls from me or the vision that populates in my mind is whenever I think low battery, I think urgent care or going to the hospital, right? And rebuke that in the name of Jesus. But the one thing that they do is they do what? They check your vitals. They give you an IV and they put you in a bed. All the things to sustain you while they try to look a little deeper in what's off about you. Don't have it where a medical personnel who doesn't even know your real favorite color is more in tune with what you may need, but at a really, really bad, desperate moment in your life. Let's not wait to the ninth inning to be like, you know what, something needs to be changed. Well, I think it's a little bit too late. Okay. Uh, you you may want to be more in tune with yourself. So my challenge to you is take a healthy assessment of where you're at currently whatever that may be, wherever realm you want to do that in, whether it's job, personal relationships, friendships, your own self-improvement, however that works, okay? And I want you to ask yourself, where am I not fully charged? Because what you don't understand, and as I said it, I said it earlier in this conversation, but it's worth repeating, no matter how charged you are, your responsibilities don't decrease, you just now have to split yourself with that 15%, 15% charge battery. Now you have to split yourself that 15% amongst all your assignments, and that's not fair. Do you see what I'm saying? I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you. Nobody else is going to spill their own tea, bring their own lemon, put their own honey in it, stir it, pour you some, and then also sip. So listen, we learn together as a family. Do you understand that? I mean, don't look at me. I'm just asking, do you understand that? Okay, cool. Just want to make sure because you, the spicy said, I don't know what happened. But listen, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. And uh, when we talk again, I may or may not ask you, have you been fully charged? That's between you and the Lord, and that is your spiritual business. But if I see a symptom coming off as a symptom, I'm going to force you and encourage you, rather, but forcefully to find the root and then charge it. Don't be Elijah, okay? All you need to do is go ahead and be fueled for the journey ahead. Okay. Just wanted to give you a little piece of nugget before you went.
All right. Later.